Hi, I'm Rachel, and you're listening to the Tipsy Traveler podcast, where we talk about cocktails, travel stories, and how-tos. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the 17th episode of the Tipsy Traveler podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about cruising, going on cruises, (laughs) because as you may or may not know, I love cruising. (laughs) So, of course, first, before we hop into talking everything cruise-like... I want to share the cocktail of the week with you. So this week, the cocktail is a little bit of a basic one, something that most of you probably already know about, but it is what I tend to drink on cruises. And also, I never drink it not on a cruise. (laughs) It's pretty much just exclusively for cruise ships. So the drink this week is a Long Island iced tea. Honestly, drinks on cruises are like $12 each, which is pretty normal for like Seattle area. So it's not shocking, but it is annoying because you can't go somewhere else. So if you're going to be spending $12 for a drink, you might as well make it a Long Island. (laughs) And in case you don't know what a Long Island is, I am here to help. You start with an ounce of vodka, throw in an ounce of gin, an ounce of white rum, an ounce of white tequila, half an ounce of triple sec or any kind of orange liqueur, two tablespoons of lemon juice, half a cup of coke, (laughs) some ice, and some lemon wedges. So as you can probably tell, it's a lot. But if you take your time and you're sitting by the pool on a cruise ship, Also, you have plenty of food to help you (laughs) get some other things in your stomach because cruises, food, buffet. Yeah. Okay. I'm being weird. Sorry. And that's that. So yeah, if you want to watch me make a Long Island, you can hop on over to our TikTok. It's at the Tipsy Traveler and I'll show you how to make it. Otherwise, I hope that you guys are trying out these cocktails at home. I really have no way of knowing, but I hope that some of them, especially the ones that are more made up in my own mind and not just ones that are basic like this one, but some of the more interesting ones that you're trying them out. And if you are, let me know. Send me pictures. Send me a TikTok of you making it. Whatever. I love it. I'll share it. (laughs) Alrighty. So let's hop into cruising. I think that something I mentioned last week in last week's episode is that when I am at home, I tend to be really on top of things. And even if I'm not like actively working when I'm home, I'm turned on and like I'm checking emails and I'm replying to clients and I'm thinking about what I need to get done the next time I am working. And so I think one of the reasons why I love cruising so much is that I'm able to completely step away from all of that. And I'm not saying that I need that all the time because I love my work. I love my job. That's why I work so much. But when I am on vacation, it is nice to just shut down. (laughs) And cruising does that by... A, making it difficult to be on Wi-Fi or have self-service. Cruises are like kind of coming around to the whole Wi-Fi thing, but most of the time it's expensive and really bad. So it's just not even really worth my time. So having like a week where I'm just on a boat and don't have access to my clients or my work is really nice. (laughs) It's a really nice break and a really nice rest. So give me a Mai Tai and a beach umbrella on the pool deck and like I'm set until I get bored and go back to my room to start working. (laughs) Plus 
cruises equals prepaid food, which is basically in my mind free food. And I know that it's not free. I understand that I've already purchased a ticket, which is covering all of the cost of the food, but it feels like free food and I love it. So I've probably been on like 15 cruises, maybe more. I really didn't sit down to figure it out because I didn't feel like it, but it's something that I've been doing since I was a kid. My dad really liked cruising, so we would go as a family quite often, and my brother, my older brother, because I have two, my older brother, who really hates traveling, was actually surprisingly okay with cruises. He's, like, really scared of planes and doesn't like being in cars for long periods of time, so he's a really weird person to travel with, and uh, my dad and I both really like to travel, and so it was always kind of strange with my older brother, who really didn't like it at all, but cruising was was a place that we all could find something to do because there was so much going on. So it was a really good family vacation. And then I've just continued it as an adult because I love it. <laughs> but I want to talk about some of my favorite cruises because I think that people can get a little bit overwhelmed or think that they're just for like spring break, you know, which some of them are. If you go to the Caribbean and it's during, you know, March, April, most likely that's what you're going to get, especially if you're on Carnival, not bashing Carnival at all. But if you're looking to party, uh, Carnival might be the best option. Carnival Carnival also has a lot of activities for kids. They're very kid-friendly. They're also very college kid-friendly. <laughs> I get this question a lot, actually, whenever I bring up cruising, and that is, what is my favorite cruise line, or what cruise line do I prefer and why? And I think mostly I enjoy Royal Caribbean the best. I think that they have the best food options and overall like quality of entertainment. Carnival has some really, really great entertainment, but it again tends to be kind of filled with a lot of partiers and college kids and then also like families and I am neither of those things. So I don't really fit into that crowd. Royal Caribbean has some really great boat options as well, which is something to think about as you're booking because not all boats are created equal. <laughs> Royal Caribbean actually has some that have different neighborhoods on them. So they have like a central park and a boardwalk and just crazy amount of things going on. Zip lines and surf simulators. What are those things called? You know what I mean? The little surf simulators? That's a good word for it. Okay. <laughs> but there are many really good options and I know that there are some around the world that I probably have never even heard of, but that's not even why I brought up cruising. <laughs> I want to tell you about some of the best routes that I've taken because there are multiple cruise lines who take similar routes. So the first one that I want to talk to you about is the transatlantic cruise. I've done this one a couple times and essentially goes from Florida over to somewhere in Europe. I think the few times I've done it, we've gone to Spain and Portugal with a couple stops like along the way. So I really like the transatlantic cruises and some people would disagree with this, but I like the because you have almost two weeks of at sea time while you're crossing because there's nowhere to stop in the middle of the Atlantic. So you're just on the boat. So if you get on one of the really cool Royal Caribbean boats and there's a ton to do, or if you just want a break because you will be away from everything. And so I think that's what I like most about it is that I know that I'm not going to have to wake up early. I know that I'm not going to have to plan what we're going to do when we stop somewhere or 
anything like that. I'm just going to get to hang out (laughs) and work if I want to work on some of the things behind the scenes, but most likely I'm not going to have Wi-Fi. And they do all kinds of fun things. I think one of the transatlantic cruises we took, they taught us like the thriller dance. (laughs) The classes started on like day one and then went for two weeks. And yeah, it took me two weeks to learn the thriller dance in case you're wondering where I stand with choreography. That's where I stand. But especially on some of the newer ships, they offer so many things like that, where they'll have trivia that's kind of compiled over the two weeks. So it's like ongoing trivia. I don't know what the right word is. Words are hard, guys. (laughs) But it'll be ongoing. So you'll have five or six different rounds throughout the two weeks and then you have a winner at the end of the trip and then they also have just random other dance activities and classes and just so many different things that I feel like you'll be able to find something to do for two weeks. I'm also one of those people who like I make friends anywhere I go because I just don't shut up so <laughs> so I inevitably end up making friends on these longer cruises which helps a lot with the two weeks away from everything you know <laughs> but if you are like me and you struggle to kind of turn off your work brain, this is a really great option because you're forced to. There's really no way around it. So if you want to lay by the pool with a Mai Tai and do little else, this is definitely the way to go. Another one of the cruises that I've really enjoyed was the Mediterranean cruise that we went on. So it left from Istanbul, Turkey, and hopped around to some of the Greek islands. Well, stopped on mainland Greece and Athens, and then to some of the islands, including Santorini and Mykonos, and then back to Turkey. We stopped in Ephesus and then back to Istanbul. I feel like I'm missing one of the Greek islands we stopped at. Give me a minute. (laughs) It'll come to me in a second when I'm not talking about Greece anymore. But that trip was almost exactly the opposite of one of the transatlantic cruises because it was maybe 10 days long and there were six stops. So you're pretty much going the entire time off the boat. It's pretty continuously, you know, tours and movement and learning and there was no like downtime necessarily, but it was really gorgeous. I'd never been to that part of the world before and I really loved Istanbul overall. I think part of that had to do with the fact that my dad had a friend who moved there and he married a Turkish woman and they had a kid and so they all lived there, spoke Turkish and could take us around to different like cool local places that we probably never would have stumbled into if we weren't with them. That was also one of the only cruises that I've taken that left from a foreign country. So I found that really fascinating because I expected things to be a little bit different as far as normally the main language spoken is English and I expected that to shift, but it really didn't, which I guess in a way makes sense because it tends to be the more universal language and more than that, (laughs) there are just more people who speak English who go on cruises, Americans and Europeans and Australians tend to be the ones who who cruise the most often. One of my favorite things about cruises is just people watching. We always make it a point to try and find a table at dinner near the door so we could see people walk in for dinner because there are different levels of fashion, I guess you could say, (laughs) or fashion expectations because some people, especially older people, tend to go like all out for these dinners and they will wear glitzy dresses and tuxedos every night and like a different glitzy dress and tuxedo. And then there are like the people who are my age who show up in (laughs) flip-flops. So there's definitely a wide variety of elegant which is really fun. Speaking of old people at elegant dinners, another one of the cruises that I think lives most fondly in my memory is the Alaskan cruise that we went on. So 
we live in Seattle and a lot of the Alaskan cruises leave from here and actually like right by where my dad used to live. So I think we actually walked to the cruise terminal because we lived that close and it makes its way north. There's like a stop in Victoria, BC, and then it goes up to Alaska. I know that we stopped in Skagway and Juneau, but I don't remember if there was another stop or not. At that point in my life, I think I was 19 or 20 and I had never really seen glaciers before, (laughs) at least not that I can recall. So that was a really fun trip to be able to see some of the wildlife and some of the things that are just so environmentally different in Alaska that most other places don't have, or at least places that I frequented. We also took a tour to the Yukon area. So I remember being on a bus driving through the Yukon and the tour guide said something along the lines of, you will see a certain number of animals, but for every one animal you see, 20 will see you or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's just so much wildlife happening in that area and so untouched and untamed and I loved it. Obviously, there are a million different cruises you can go on and I have not been on all of them, but I do think that that if you do a little research, you might find one that's right for you because there are a lot of different kinds. There are some that are more adventurous, like the Alaskan one that, you know, we're out in nature doing wildlife stuff and it wasn't just like laying on a beach because it was cold. (laughs) Or the more European ones where you're in different cities and exploring different cities. And there were definitely some beaches in Greece, but I think a lot of people think of cruises, spring break, the Gulf, Sure, some of that is accurate, but there's a lot more to it than that, or it can be, so highly recommend looking into it and exploring. I'm not getting paid to say this, I really wish I was, but no, I just really love cruises. <laughs> and I'm more than happy to answer any questions that you have about cruising or planning a cruise or just travel in general. Next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to photograph a city well, which I am a little bit biased because I am a photographer, but I am not a travel photographer, so I'm excited to share some tips and and just kind of my perspective on how to photograph a city well next week. In the meantime, check us out. We're on Instagram at the Tipsy Traveler Official, and we're also on TikTok at the Tipsy Traveler. And every week on TikTok, we show you how to make the cocktail of the week. So it's kind of fun, (laughs) if I do say so myself. But also, as the world starts to reopen and I'm able to travel a little bit more, there will be more travel TikToks, whether that be TikToks of like how to pack well or where to travel or how I'm traveling or just kind of fun little stories, videos from where I am. I promise it won't just be cocktails forever, but while I'm stuck at home, that's kind of the only option. So (laughs) hope you guys like cocktails. Okay, bye.